Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4, episode 48 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us as we conclude this week's study of our Come Follow Me materials, looking in Genesis chapters 12 to 17 and Abraham chapters 1 to 2 in the week of February the 7th to February the 13th. With today we're going to cover the last two chapters, Genesis chapter 16 and Genesis chapter 17. Now this is um, two very important sections and we're going to get through what we can. Uh, and there's a couple of things I want to focus on. Uh, first of all, chapter 16 is all about how the Lord speaks to Abram. Well, actually, no, sorry, the Lord doesn't speak to Abram at this stage. Uh, that's the start of 17. Uh, in verse six, uh, chapter 16, um, Sarai says to Abram, Behold now, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. Now notice that the Lord does not tell Abram or Sarai to uh, go through this route. However, don't we all go through moments like that in our lives where we've been promised something by the Lord, whether it's in our patriarchal blessings and we felt prompted that we're going to receive this blessing, but then we're kind of left alone to try and work it out for ourselves. And in Sarai's mind, this is one of the ways that the promise to Abram that he will have seed uh, is fulfilled because she cannot have children. She gets to the age of 90 and has not had a child, uh, as we know in the next chapter. And so, you know, for her, it is a what they thought uh, and what we would believe is is biologically not possible. Uh, and so Sarai suggests to Abram, this may be the way that the Lord intends for this to happen. And so Abram listens to his wife uh, and does so. And they have a son, uh, which we will learn later, will be called Ishmael. But before we learn of this name, um, Sarai is, is uh, very jealous now, at this moment, uh, we have a couple of very human um, reactions by Sarai uh, and also Abram. Uh, I don't know if uh, you've noticed this when you did your study on this chapter, but he does something which would be deemed a bit unkind or unfeeling as well in this chapter. And I suppose it just indicates to us that despite all the great lessons we've learned from Abram so far and his wife, that people are not perfect and they make mistakes. Um And actually, Sarai does something here, which I think is quite honourable. In verse 5, we learn about beforehand how she is despised or she is jealous of um, Hagar and what has happened in the fact that she has been been able to bear Abram a son. And she says to Abram, my wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid unto my bosom. And when 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 she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between me and thee. So basically, she is open and honest with Abram and shares her feelings and says, I'm really jealous about this. She could have just tried to keep those emotions and feelings to herself, but she was very open with them. And Abram's response is, behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. Basically, you know, she's your handmaid. Just do what you want, which again, you know, you just think, well, maybe there could have been a bit more um, empathy or um, understanding there by Abram but again we do not know the context and again we may well have acted in the same way if not even if even in a worse way uh, than these individuals but it's just interesting to see that you know there is um, still fault uh, with uh, individuals even despite how much they've grown developed and developed spiritually and gives us hope that if we make a mistake 
then of course, as long as we have faith in our Saviour that he can make it right and that we repent, uh, we can progress and develop even if we make mistakes along the way. Um, so Hagar uh, flees uh, because uh, she's dealt with harshly uh, and, the, and the angel of the Lord appears to her uh, and gives her the promise in verse 10, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly that it shall not be numbered for, for multitude. We have here echoes of the same Abrahamic covenant that was given to Abraham, showing us that the Abrahamic covenant is not just for Abraham, but for those that follow the, con the conditions and um, that seek to have that relationship with the Lord as Abraham did when he received this covenant. Um, they, he, she is told that the name of the son shall be Ishmael um, and that that is a great blessing for her. And she does return. Uh, and then uh, in verse 14, there's a small detail here, but it says, Wherefore the well was called Beer Lahai Roy. Behold, it is between Kadesh and Bered. So we're given the name of this well. Um, but what's interesting, and it's actually, it is actually mentioned in the footnotes, uh, in the footnotes of your standard works, it says, in other words, the well of him who liveth and seeth me. And indeed, uh, if you look at the, um, the Hebrew uh, for the, the name of the well, Bia Lahairoi, um, it is a, it linked to a root word of chaki, which means to live uh, or have life. Uh, and so, yeah, it's almost as if we're having a link here of these living waters from this well that the Lord himself has spoken to uh, Hagar and given this promise uh, that she will be able to have seed and that it would be uh, fruitful uh, and, and blessed. We then move into chapter 7 and we have this moment where the Lord then does change the name of Abram to Abraham. And of course, uh, as, as we probably should, we need to look at the reason why that might be. Abram uh, in Hebrew means um, high father and Abraham uh, means um, a father of a multitude. So obviously we see there the link between the name change and the covenant that the Lord gives to Abraham. Um, and this is a great promise that's given. He's been promised about um, this before in terms of being a father of many nations. Um, but this is a very clear uh, covenant that's given to him about what he has promised, about how he will be uh, fruitful, that nations will come, that kings will come from him. Uh, that this covenant will lead will be everlasting uh, and that he will be promised uh, a promised land an everlasting possession um, he the Lord does then say to, to Abraham uh, that the covenant requires him to be circumcised and that this law of circumcision must go forward from all males in his house that time forward. Um, and again, this is another example of a policy doctrine, something which Abraham had to do, but we don't have to do today because it is not deemed as what is needed at this time. We have other commandments which were at the time perhaps not as prevalent or as um, kind of um, in place at the time of Abraham, which we have today because of the time that we live in and what we need to be protected by. And so this was something which uh, had to be followed. Um, before I talk about uh, kind of Abraham's reaction, I did miss something that I did want to cover. In verse 1 in Genesis chapter 17, it says, 
I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. Now, of course, um, we are not expected to be fully perfect in this life, but President Joseph Fielding Smith said about this, quote, salvation does not come all at once. We are commanded to be perfect, even as our Father in heaven is perfect. It will take us ages to accomplish this end, for there will be greater pro progress beyond the grave, and it will be there that the faithful will overcome all things and receive all things, even the fullness of the Father's glory. I believe the Lord meant just what he said, that we should be perfect, as our Father in heaven is perfect. That will not come all at once, but line upon line and precept upon precept, example upon example, and even then, not as long as we live in this mortal life, for we will have to go even beyond the grave before we reach that perfection and shall be like God. But here we lay the foundation. Here is where we are taught these simple truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ in this probationary state to prepare us for that perfection. It is our duty to be better today than we were yesterday and better tomorrow than we are today. Why? Because we are on that road. If we are keeping the commandments of the Lord, we are on the road to perfection, and that can only come through obedience and desire in our hearts to overcome the world. Close quote. So I thought that was a great um, explanation about this commandment, which we do see pop up here and there in the standard works about being perfect. And the Lord isn't saying, oh, be perfect if you can. He is commanding us to be so. But um, of course, that will take time. To finish, the Lord then talks about uh, Sarai and changes her name to Sarah and says that she will be a mother of nations as well. And at this moment, Abraham falls on his face and laughs. Um, now, we can kind of question, you know, in what way is he laughing? Uh, if you look at the Hebrew word uh, behind the word laughed in this verse, um, it is the word tesorkach, which means... Um, to laugh in merriment or scorn. So it's kind of left open as to, um, you know, is he laughing because he doesn't believe the Lord or is he laughing out of pure joy? Uh, if you look in the footnotes, it suggests uh, it suggests that um, in the Joseph Smith translation, it is the, the, the positive way in rejoicing about this. Um, and yeah, he is so thrilled that his wife Sarah, or Sarah, we should call her now, will have a son indeed. And in fact, here we have the name given in verse 19 of Isaac. Uh, and of course, as we move into next week's study, uh, we will talk more about Isaac and uh, what happens between him and Abraham. Thank you so much for studying with us this week. Uh, that is, it's been a fantastic study, full of the, the and deeply about the Abrahamic covenant and a few of the events along the way. And I hope that this, this week, as it has with me, has helped you to understand a bit more about this covenant, how it applies to us, um, and also just the great blessing and why it is such a joyful thing to discuss. Thank you so much for your time and until we meet again.